Well, good morning. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy and blessed New Year to everyone. Hope everyone had a, a blessed holiday. Holidays come and go, don't they? But the presence of Jesus remains the same. Amen. Yes, Lord. And so sometimes holidays uh, are real uh, uh, joyful seasons in our life, and sometimes they, they bring hardship. But the wonderful thing is, no matter what time of the year it is, is Jesus remains the same. Amen. Yes. And so I kind of like the group that's here this morning. I think we all know each other and we're all friends. And so uh, it's a real honor uh, that Pastor asked me to to share this morning. And so I just want to share with you just for a few minutes this morning uh, what's in my heart. And uh, hopefully it will be an encouragement to you. And so let's just begin by praying. Father, we just thank you so much. We just love that song. I know a pastor started off the year with that song. and But the goodness, God, that you bring into our lives, God, it can't be purchased. God, it can't be earned. God, it's just your goodness in our lives. God, we just stop here at the end of 2019. And God, we just reflect, God, on all of your goodness. The enemy would always try to magnify all the things in our life that aren't good and that aren't going right and that where we haven't made it yet but God you brought us so far God you saved us and you made us your own children God we're in your family you're our dad we have a heavenly future God to look forward to and God your presence is always with us and it abides within us God, we have everything that we need. We God, we have everything that we need in you, and we're just so thankful. God, I just pray a blessing, God, on all of my friends and my family here, God, as we close out 2019 and as we enter into 2020, God, even a new decade. God, I just pray a blessing on them. God, encouragement in their spirit, God, and in their lives, God. God, I just thank you for this sweet time that we have together today. God, we just ask that you would speak to us by your precious Holy Spirit. God, do in us in this service, the next service, tonight's service. God, do in us the work that you desire to do in us. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen and amen. Well, I just want to share with you this this morning. I'm not exactly sure uh, how many weeks ago it was that we got to be with you and uh, shared a message with you on... Uh, that I felt like was an ending message really for the year. And that was um, a fight for the finish. And uh, that's still just kind of what's been stirring in my heart as we come to the conclusion of, of 2019. Um, I know a lot of times we use the year end or the year beginning as a, as a marker for us. But um, how many of you know that God's timetable is not our timetable? And the thing that I wanted to just encourage us in this morning is this, is if that battle that you've been fighting or that promise that you've been believing for or that destination that you've been reaching for, if you haven't gotten there yet and you're, you're discouraged that you're coming to the end of this year and you haven't gotten to where you hope to be at this point, to be encouraged, do not be discouraged. Be encouraged because God's timing is perfect. And the scripture tells us in Philippians 1, 6, this is just a great one. If you don't have a great word that you're standing on, but being confident, everybody say, I'm confident of this very thing. 
that He who began this good work within me, that He will be faithful to complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Amen? How many of you know that it's God who's working in us all the while? That means when we feel like it and when we don't feel like it. When it looks like His hand's at work and when it looks like the enemy's hand's at work. If we are His children and we are in covenant with Him and we're staying close to Him, how many of you know that He is all the while effectually at work within us both to will and to do His good pleasure and His delight? So my word to you this morning is this, if you carry nothing else away, that you can be confident of this very thing. That He that began that good work, and that good work, it looks different in all of our lives. There's different things that God does in our lives at different seasons all the way along the way. Uh, Pastor Jerry and I were talking this morning and he made the comment, something along the lines that, you know, it's God never allows us to stay in a place in our life of being comfortable. You know, the scripture says the just shall live by faith. And faith always puts us in a situation where we're not feeling comfortable. Faith is a place of dependence. So if the just live by faith, then we're always going to have those areas and those arenas of our life that keep us leaning into the Lord. And that if He doesn't come through, how many of you know it's not going to work out? But how many of you know He always comes through? He always comes through and we can always trust Him. And so there's really two things right there that, that I think we need to consider. One is this. If the just shall live by faith, we need to make sure that we are living by faith. Meaning, meaning God does not intend for us to become sedentary and settle down into a space and give up on uh, pursuing things by faith. You ever been at a point in your life where you just kind of sat down and just said, well, okay, sirrah, sirrah, whatever will be, will be. How many of you know that's not the life of the righteous? The life of the righteous is, is like the light of dawn that shines brighter and brighter and brighter to the full light of day. There should be something in us that's pushing us to see things change in and around our life. There is a destiny that God has for all of us to fulfill. And, and, and the way that he, he, he fixed the game, the game takes our participation. And we pray thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So I would encourage you, if the enemy's backed you down, coming down to the end of this year, and you've just kind of taken your hands off, get your hands back on your faith. God's given to every one of us a measure of faith. And we need to be exercising. Oh, I hate that word. Exercising. We're going to start that Wednesday, right? That's Patsy, we're going to start exercising, but we got to be exercise our faith because it, without faith, it's impossible to please God. If we speak in faith, how many know the mountains have to move? But our part is to believe and it's up to God then to bring the results. But I encourage you to get engaged with your faith. It's faith that changes it. It's faith that turns it around. Amen. And if you've been in faith, my encouragement to us this morning is this is is don't grow weary in well doing. Don't grow weary in well doing, because in due season, we're going to reap if we do not faint. 
So whether you're believing over your health or maybe you're believing over a, a loved one or salvation or restoration or over a marriage or over a job situation or over the dream and the calling of God on your life or whatever it is or just coming into a place of uh, peace and joy in your life, whatever it is, it's going to take faith to get there. And we can't be discouraged in our faith because if we will continue to stand, how many of you know that God is going to be faithful, that He's going to come through? So don't be discouraged coming to the end of the calendar year 2019 because we're not at the end of what God is doing. Because He's always at work. And He's not overlooking you. He's not overlooking your situation. There's no one else that's more important than what's going on in your life to Him. Aren't you thankful that He knows the number of hairs on each of our head? That He knows every sparrow that falls to the ground, the Scripture says. What He's communicating to us is this, is that we are of such great value to Him. He knows what we need before we even ask. He's already made provision before we even come to Him. And He said that we could come and that we could ask. He said we have not because we ask not. So whatever it is that we need, we, we ask and keep on asking. We believe and keep on believing. And going into 2020, we can be confident that He that began the good work within us is going to be faithful to complete it. He's going to be faithful to complete it. I know we're, we're past Christmas Day, but the scripture that's been rolling around in my heart since Pastor um, asked me to be here this morning to share for a few moments is, is a scripture that's uh, part of the Christmas story and it's, it's a passage that you know very well, but I want to refer to it uh, before we kind of get into just a few points real quick. And it's, and it's the story of the angel coming to Mary. And I just want to read this to you. You're real familiar with this, but I'm just going to read you out of Luke 1. It says, In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth. To a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. Everybody say Jesus. That's a good name. He will be great and he will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. How many of you know we look back on that and we think oh, it's the Christmas story to us. But how many of you know it was real life to Mary? <laughs> and, and, and honestly, when, when the word of the Lord came to her, it troubled her. It, 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 it caused her to be troubled and fearful because this was, this was a big purpose. Have you ever felt that way in your life? When the Lord put something in front of you and it, and it was a little bit unsettling because you knew it was way beyond you. And this is what Mary's response was to the word of the Lord. Mary said to the angel, how can this be? Have you ever felt that way? I love that the Bible is so transparent. This is Mary, the mother of Jesus, and, and all of the prophecies leading up to this point. And the angel comes, and, and it's the word of the Lord, and all this. And Mary, it, it's brought to her, and Mary's like, God, how, how is this going to work out? How, how is this going to happen? How, I hear what you're saying to me, but I can't see it. Have you ever felt like that in your life? 
it troubled her. And she said, how can this be? And there may be some things going on in your life. Maybe, maybe the things that you've been believing God for in some areas of your life this year, and you've struggled with knowing that God is involved and knowing that God wants to bring a certain outcome, but you've been struggling with how God are you going to bring that to pass? How many of you know that that doesn't disqualify us for being used by God? Or for God working in our situation. Mary's like, how, how God are you going to do this? And the angel said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed Elizabeth your relative has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the, and this is now the sixth month for her who is called barren. I'm just reading all of this and I'm just thinking about this. If she's sitting there, her question was, God, how are you going to do this? And then the angel just begins to download her on her, all this supernatural things that God's going to have to bring to pass. How many of you know in her flesh that probably didn't feel very good? It was like, it's like, okay, she's saying, God, how are you going to do this? And he just begins to say the Holy Spirit's going to overshadow you and and all this is going to happen. And she's sitting there and then God puts an exclamation point on it by saying this. He says, for with God, nothing will be impossible. You may not understand it all. You may not understand all of the purpose that I am working in you and beyond you. How many of you know that with every purpose of God, he has a plan to bring it to pass? There is a plan at work, and most of the time we can't see the plan. We don't understand the plan. If He showed us the plan, we'd probably run from the plan. But God had a purpose at work here, and He had a plan to bring it about. But along with the purpose and the plan, what God gives to us is the promise. That's what He gives to us. That's our part. That's the thing that He gives us to hold on to. And the promise that He gave Mary was this. You may not understand it all. And you may not see it all. And it may not feel settling to you. But I want you to know that if you stick with me, nothing is impossible. And as we leave this year, and there's maybe a, maybe there's a, a thing or two that's on the table of your life, and, and you just look at it and you say, you know, I go to church and I'm a child of God and I, and I, and I believe and I pray, but it's just, it just seems like it's not happening. I just want to encourage you that with God, nothing is impossible. And there will come a day. There will come that moment where you and I look back on that thing that was impossible. And we will see how the hand of God was so faithful. And He navigated us from point A to point B to point Z. And He brought us into a place of completion and fulfillment. He said, Mary, just know this. The angel just said, Mary, you may not can comprehend it. And it may be so far beyond you. But the thing that you've got to carry with you to, to fulfill my plan and my purpose is the promise. You carry the promise that with me, there's nothing that's going to be impossible. And the thing that she responds, uh, the ways that she responds is really what I want us to jump off of for the next just few minutes this morning. It says, then Mary said, behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. Let it be to me according to your word. I don't know how. (laughs) I don't know where this is going. I don't know how you're going to bring it to pass. 
But I will come to a place of settledness and trust and say, God, let it be according to your word. And that word word there is rhema, life giving word, now word of God. And so so Mary said, however, it's going to happen. God has got to be according to your word. And I just want to encourage you this morning that. Whatever it is that you're believing God for, that as you close out this year and you go into the next year, that you hold fast. That would be the title of my sermon. Hold fast to the word of the Lord. Hold fast to the word of the Lord. Let it be to me, Lord, according to your word. Let it be. Hebrews 10, 35 through 38 says this, therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. So our confidence and our trust and our faith is tied to the destination. Don't throw away your confidence in the Lord because your confidence brings you into a great reward. We can't leave this year leaving our confidence behind. We have to enter 2020 with our confidence that he who began the good work within us will be faithful to complete it. We have to stir ourselves up. We ha- how many of you know that that our feelings will follow our spirit? That our feelings will begin to line themselves up with what we speak out of our mouth, that two-edged sword. When we begin to speak the word of the Lord, that don't cast away your confidence, which has great reward, for you have need of endurance, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. Everybody lift your hand and just say, I'm going to receive the promise. I'm going to receive the promise. According to His Word, I'm going to receive the promise. I'm confident of this very thing. That He that began this good work within me is going to be faithful to complete it. You ever drove by a house that's half done? Somebody started building it and they didn't finish it. You see a structure there that looked like it had a, it had a lot of hope and it had a lot of purpose, but it, it was not completed. God does not leave us half done. He finishes what He started for yet a little while and he who is coming will come and he will not tarry for yet a little while and he who is coming will come and he will not tarry now the just shall live by faith the NLT says it like this do not throw away this confident trust in the Lord no matter what happens do not throw away this confident trust in the Lord no matter what happens. And there's a lot of what happens in life, isn't there? The road goes left, and, it, and when we thought it was going to go right, the road takes a dip when we thought it was going to go up, right? Things get dark when we thought they were about to be light. But what, it, what the author of Hebrews is telling us here is, no matter what happens, what is happening is not an indicator of what God is doing. His promise is what we stand on. It's what we put our confidence in. It's what we trust in. It's what we believe in. And he's saying, if we won't throw it away, if we won't set it to the side, it's going to produce for us in due season. Anybody excited about coming into your due season? To see that thing that's been in process brought to completion then we have to hold fast to our confidence and our trust 
in the Lord. And all of us know here, we're all friends and I know you and you know me. And this isn't, this isn't a, like a revelatory word. This is an encouraging word. But there's basically three aspects to the, prop, to the promise, right? And in, in Hebrews 6, verse 12 through 15, it says, We do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those. That means there's a pattern that's been set. And what we have to do is we have to look at that pattern. And we have to follow that pattern that God has given us. Imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. When God made His promise to Abraham, since there was no one greater for him to swear by, He swore by Himself saying, I will surely bless you and give you many descendants. And so after waiting patiently, everybody say, I can wait patiently. So after waiting patiently, Abraham received what God had promised. So there's really three aspects we see in this verse to the promise. Number one, there has to be a time, number one, to receive the promise. Everybody knows that, right? There has to be a time to receive the promise. We have to have, as Mary said, be it unto me according to what? Your word. Be it unto me according to your word. We have to have a word. He's the good shepherd and we're the sheep, right? We hear his voice and we know his voice and we follow his voice. We have to have a word. We have to have a promise that we have received. And I, and I like the way Bill Johnson says it. He says, uh, he said, uh, read, read the word until he speaks. Read until he speaks. You may say, I don't have a promise or I don't have a word. Well, how many of you know that God doesn't make it impossible to gain what he has promised? So we read it, we ask for it, we seek Him, we pray, we listen to others, we put ourselves in a position in His presence, whatever we have to do. And many times, many times we could do more. How many of you would agree with that? And if we will do our part, God will surely always do His part. But the Scripture says that God gave Abraham a promise. He gives us promises. We have to receive the promise. Number two... There's not only a time to receive the promise, there's a time to hold fast to the promise. Mary received the promise of the son, of the virgin birth, of his name being called Emmanuel. All of that, she received the promise. But, but how many of you know that just the, in receiving the promise, that's only the beginning? Then the hard part for us becomes holding on or holding fast to the promise. And we have to begin to hold fast to the promise. As it said in that scripture, that through faith and through patience is how we attain the promise. So there has to be a time to hold fast to the promise. And that's the thing that I want to encourage us this morning. I don't know if you have a, a promise or not, but when I look around this room, I know this group of people. And I know that as you're believing God for things, the one thing you know is you have to have a word from God. And so I'm sure that many of you have words from God that you started with. And if those things aren't still front and center in your life, if they're not right out in front of you, then I encourage you to get them right out in front of you and begin again to believe and begin again to hold fast to the promise that God has given you. Because if we do not throw away our confidence in Him, He will bring us into the reward of that promise. And then number three, if we will hold fast to the promise, there will come a time to see the manifestation of that promise in our life. How many know there came a day when Jesus was born? It seemed impossible, and it was impossible in the natural. 
And many of us are believing God for things in our life that are just impossible for us to bring to pass. But with God, all things are possible. So if we follow His pattern, if we imitate those who faith and patience came into their promise, there will come a day that the manifestation of that promise comes to pass in our lives. Hebrews 6.19, the Scripture says, This confidence that we have, this trust that we have in God is like a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. This confidence is like a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. And if we all could sit around in a circle this morning and share what life has been like for all of us, even our Christian journey, we could all tell each other stories about battles and things that we've walked through in life. And there's been times where we where we uh, weren't so stable in, in our confidence and believing God and the, the waves of circumstances and situations have tossed us to and fro. But then there's been other times where we've been able to be confident and get that hope and get that promise and it becomes that anchor uh, for us in life. How many of you know that a double-minded man or woman is unstable in all their ways? The Scripture says, don't let that person think that that's going to bring us into the fulfillment of the promise. But if we are confident and if we allow ourselves to be anchored to our trust and our confidence in the Lord, then we will come into the fulfillment of what God has promised us. Real quickly, I just want I want to um, give us five reasons to hold fast to our promise, to hold fast to our confidence in the Lord. Um, five anchors, if you will, that will help us to hold fast. Number one, we can hold fast. To the promise because God cannot lie. That's pretty simple. But listen, if we get a word, then we can take it to the bank. We can hold fast and we can be confident of this very thing because God cannot lie. The scripture says in Numbers twenty three nineteen, God is not a man that he should lie. He is not a human that he should change his mind. Has he ever spoken and failed to act? Has he ever promised and not carried it through? Now, I want us to think about that for just a second. Has he ever made a promise and not carried it through? Now, all of us have had life experiences where promises have been made to us. Anybody ever had a promise made to you and that promise wasn't carried through? Now, let's get a little more real. How many of you have ever made a promise? We all have, right? We've all been on both ends of that. And so our experiences in life often taint our experience with the Lord. But the thing we have to know that broken promises in life don't equate to broken promises with our Heavenly Father. He is not a man that he could lie. He is not someone who is going to change his mind. I'm going to provide for you. And we get six months down there. Oh, no, well, maybe I won't. Right. Uh, It's my desire to heal you. Well, maybe I will. Maybe I won't. No, he if he says it, he's going to bring it to pass. So the thing that we have to get back to is, is we have to get back to his word, get back to his promise. If we get a promise, listen, it doesn't take 17 million of them. Get one. Make sure you've got one. Meditate on it day and night. We renew our mind, right? We renew our mind. We meditate on, the, on His promises day and night. So He is not someone who is going to lie. So if we have His Word on our situation, that is what we put our confidence, confidence in. That is what we put our trust in. 
That is what we stand on. That is what we have to look at. That is what we have to keep our eyes focused on. Hebrews uh, 6, 17 says, God also bound himself with an oath so that those who received the promise could be perfectly sure. There's not a lot in this life we can be perfectly sure of. But the scripture says that we can be perfectly sure that he would never change his mind. So God has given us both his promise and his oath. These two things are unchangeable because it's impossible for God to lie. Therefore, we who have fled to him for refuge can take new courage. Everybody say, I'm taking new courage. I'm taking new courage. If we flee to him, if we run to him, it's okay to run as long as we tuck our tail and we run in the right direction. If we flee to him, we can hold on to his promise with confidence. I love Jeremiah 1.12. It says this. Then the Lord said to me, I, I am watching over my word to perform it. I am watching over my word to perform it. How many of you know that when God gives a word, he watches over his word? Who's going to perform it? God's going to perform it. What are we confident in? That he that began the good work, that he will be faithful to complete it. So we can trust him and we can be confident because God could never lie. Number two, we can hold fast to God's promise because God is on our side. God is on our side. God is on our side. Do you remember playing Red Rover when you were in grade school? Or maybe kickball. Everybody always wanted to be captains, right? If you ever got to be a team captain and you begin to size up the, uh, who you were going to get to pick, who'd you pick? You always had that person or two you'd think, man, if, I could have, if they could be on my team. If they could be on my side, he could kick the ball over the fence, right? If I could have that one on my, they're so big, they're so strong, they're so fast, they're so powerful. If they were on my team, we would surely win, Right? How many of you know we've got the greatest on our side? If God is for us, who or what can be against us? We spend so much time, many times, listening to the wrong voices and magnifying all that is against us. But David said, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Red Rover, Red Rover, let Almighty God come on over, right? He's on our side. Do you know that? He's on your side. He's on your side. The enemy would try to convince us, well, you know, the scripture says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Well, you know, he starts to chip away at our confidence by telling us things like, well, you know, you're really not that righteous. Remember what you said. Remember what you did. Remember how you failed. Is anybody ever hearing those voices or is that just me? He tries to pull the rug out from underneath our identity and our relationship with our Heavenly Father. And when He gets us out of a place of knowing who we are and to who we belong, then we get insecure about our relationship with our Heavenly Father. And then we begin to question, well, you know, you know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe God can't do it for me because of... How many of you know God's bigger than that? He's bigger than our mistakes. He's bigger than our failures. He's bigger than our lapses in faith. He remains faithful even when we're faithless. And He's on our side. Remember when Elijah 
servant went out and he came running back in that morning and he said, we're surrounded by the enemy. We're surrounded by the enemy. We're surrounded by the enemy. How did the prophet pray? He said, Lord, I pray that you'd open his eyes so he could see. And some of us need to have our eyes open going into 2020. Put your, put your hand right here. I want you to close your eyes. God, I pray for my friends. God, that in each and every circumstance, God, in all of our lives, even as the prophet prayed for the one that he loved and cared for so much in, a, in the middle of what seemed to be an impossible situation, his prayer over him was, God, open his eyes that he may see that you're on our side. That there are more that are with us than there are that are against us. And that song, maybe you've heard it, that song that says that God is surrounding what's surrounding me. How many know God is surrounding what is surrounding me? There's more that are with us than there are against us. And he began to see chariots of fire and he began to see the angelic host and he began to see the army of God. And he began to see and it brought hope and it and it reignited his faith to know that God was on his side. God is on our side. That our brothers, my brothers and sisters in this room this morning would would have a restoration of confidence just to know simply and completely, God, that you are with us. God, and when you're with us, who or what can be against us for the glory of God? We can hold fast, number three, to the promise because God does not change. Are you thankful that we serve an unchanging God? It seems like everything in the world is changing around us, but one thing we can be sure of, that He's the same yesterday, He's the same today, and He's the same forever. And if He did it for them, how many of you know He's no respecter of persons? He wants to, and He desires to, and He longs to do it for me. Everybody say, He's going to do it for me. If He could do it over there, how many of you know He wants to, and He desires to, and He plans to, and He's going to follow through on doing it right here where I'm at. That He's going to complete the work that He began because God does not change. God does not change. All of his promises over your life are yes and amen for the glory of God. If he said it, then he's going to do it. Number four, we can hold fast to the promise because God is our only hope. We just need to remind ourselves of that. So many times we get too many options going in our life, right? We get too many options going in our life and we see option A and option B and option C and option D and we start trying to figure it all out. And Jesus was just like to his disciples. He's like, hold on a minute. You know, which one of you by worrying about this is going to add one cubic to your stature? You, you can't and I can't. We can't change anything. Oh, but we try to manipulate the people or the circumstances or we try to put our hands. But the scripture says some trust in chariots and some in horses. That's the arm of the flesh. Anybody been guilty this year of trying to change the situation with with your own hand, with your own thoughts, with your own strategies, with your own strength? For one thing, it's not effective. And then for the other thing, it's very stressful. (laughs) It's very stressful. There's no peace in it. 
The peace comes when we come back to the simplicity of what Mary said. Be it unto me according to your word. Be it unto me according to your word. There's peace in that. But how many of you know that can be a struggle? It's like, well, I need to be doing something. (laughs) Well, what about be it unto me according to your word? Through faith and patience, waiting on God, actively believing Him. He's going to bring it to pass. So, Jesus said, who do people say that I am, right? And they said, prophet, teacher, great man, Elijah, come back, Moses, whatever, da, da, da. And, and uh, he asked his disciples, well, who do you say that I am? And Peter said, you're the anointed one. You're the one. You're the one. He had all these disciples that were leaving him. And Jesus said, are you going to leave me too? And Peter was like, you're the one. Where else could we go? Where else could we go? We need to remind ourselves going forward into this new year. Where else are we going to go? Our design, our plan, our strategy, our works, our anxiety. We've got to lay it all at the feet of Jesus. And we've got to take his promise. And we've got to hold fast to his promise. Because how many of you know he is the one? He said, I am the what? The way, I am the truth, and I am the life. How many know that pretty much encompasses everything we need? He is the way, He is the truth, and He is the life. The enemy comes to you and tries to get you all tied up in knots. He is the way, He is the truth, He is the life. He is the anointed one. He is the Messiah. He is the promise keeper. He is Emmanuel. He is God with us. Amen? We can hold fast to the promise because God is our only hope. And lastly, number five. We can hold fast to the promise because God has perfect timing. God has perfect timing. Isaiah 55, 8 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways your ways, says the Lord. Habakkuk 2, 3 says, For the vision or the promise, the outcome that I have planned, the purpose is yet for an appointed time. If you haven't walked into it yet, if I haven't walked into it yet in 2019, how many of you know there is an appointed time? There is an appointed time for peace in your life. There is an appointed time where you will overcome and come into that place of joy and fulfillment in your life. There is that appointed day of victory that God has for each and every one of us. If we will stay confident. How many of you know His timing is perfect? Oh, we grow weary, don't we? In well-doing, we grow weary. But the scripture says, don't be weary. And my encouragement to you today is this. Hold fast. Be confident. Be confident. I want you to stand to your feet real quick. I just want to pray a prayer over you. I believe the Lord wants to just impart a spirit of confidence. Confidence. If you don't have a word, then get a word. But my what my heart this morning is, is to those who have a word and you got to fight to the finish. You got to see that thing completed. You got to follow it all the way through. You got to be confident that if you don't grow weary, that you're going to reap in due season. That God's going to turn it around. And then he gets all of the glory. It's his hand. Exceedingly abundantly above anything that we could ask, think, or believe. How many of that's good news? Some of y'all need to smile. Smile. It's good to be in the family of God. We have so much to be thankful for. 
God is on my side. Everybody raise your hand if you know God's on your side. Just keep it up right there. Reaching out to the one. God, you're on our side. God, you're on our side. It doesn't matter what people say. It doesn't matter what people think. It doesn't matter. We don't fear man. We fear you, God. We walk into your promises. We walk into, uh, God, your word over our life and over our family and over our brothers and sisters and over our church family. God, and over our destiny. God, and all that you have for us. God, we thank you, God, that your timing is perfect. God, we thank you, God, that you're for us and not against us, God. God, we thank you that there are more that are with us than there are that are against us, God. God, we don't trust in chariots and we don't trust in horses. God, we just lay all of our anxiety and all of our fear and all of the oppression, God, and all of the heaviness, God, that comes with trying, trying, trying to to live for you. But God, we just say, be it unto us according to your word. Be it unto us according to your word. Your word is living and powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword. God, your word, you you send it forth and you watch over it to perform it in our lives. God, I thank you that you're performing. You're performing it, God, in each and every person in this room. You're performing it for your glory, oh God. You're bringing it to pass. God, you're bringing it to pass. God, I thank you for confidence. God, I thank you for hope. God, I thank you for reignited faith. God, I thank you for a sense, God, of just uh, just a peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. God, we love you. God, we love one another. We lift one another up, God, and we believe for great breakthroughs, God, in the coming year. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. God bless you so much.